we have a lot to talk about because these are very dense chapters. <laughs> but someone in our Reddit and our subreddit mentioned something that I want to talk about to start the podcast. Um, okay, what is your guys' impression of the characters? Do you have the movie characters in your head when you read the books? Or is it mm. opposite? Do you have the book characters? You have, do you have like people who you're imagining in your head as who you thought of originally? Or are you thinking of Daniel Radcliffe and all these other people when you're... Well, I screwed myself because I watched the movies first. Yeah. Mm. So that's just in my head. Yep. I think for me, Ron and Harry and Hermione are the movie versions. A lot of the other people aren't though. Um, Snape is kind of a mixture. Dumbledore is like maybe from the first movie a little bit more whimsical. So I don't picture him the same. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are just characters in my head, not from the movies. I don't really remember what Mrs. Weasley even looks like in the movies. Yeah. So I think it's like a few of the characters are from the movies and a few aren't. You know what's funny though? When I read, I just realized I don't visualize the people. Interesting. Their character forms. I guess I don't have like an actual visual of people it's like in my head, idea. but it's their character and who they are. Hmm. Anytime I read, because I started thinking about that, I was like, I don't think I, unless I watch a movie, yep. I don't really have a picture of somebody. Really? In my head. Yeah. When you're reading a book, you don't have the image of someone in your head that no. you're reading of. Wow. No, it's like a more like a feeling. Like who they are. Hmm. Is that weird? No, no. I think no, that's I awesome. Okay. I feel like someone who's smarter than me would be able to identify something about you because of I'm that. Shaking my head. That is not a fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty cool. Because someone, someone, uh, one of our um, Dina, one of our great subredditors, said this, and I just want to read this whole thing because this is really interesting. She says, I know this might seem sacrilegious, but I'm 25 years old and just, it was a post from two years ago that she reposted here. I'm 25 years old and just started uh, the books for the first time. I've been a fan of the movie since I was a kid, but just got around to reading the books. Within a, within, um, a week's time, I've already found myself halfway through Prisoner and a bigger fan than ever. I mean, watching YouTube videos and researching fan theories, I, got, I even got sorted for the first time. Don't get me wrong, I'm loving every second of it, but I'm having a hard time disassociating what I'm reading from what I grew up watching. I was hoping for these characters to form in my mind the way they do uh, for books I read with no film adaptations, but that's just not happening. And it becomes hardest when characters come um, about that isn't in the films, but is in the books. I'm like picturing nothing because I have nothing in that world to relate to, or I'm even picturing incorrect characters to compensate. Um, and I mean... She says, guys, I'm seeing Phil Mundugus Fletcher as Peeves, and it's really alarming. Um, and we kind of run into Mundugus Fletcher. Do you know, where do you run into oh, Mundugus yeah. Fletcher in this in these stretch of chapters? He's mentioned once, and it's yeah, a really funny little thing. He is mentioned, and it's towards the end. Yeah. And it's something silly. Shoot, what was that? <laughs> oh, I can't remember. He Did he do something dumb? He was trying to get a massive tent and oh, Arthur says yeah. he knows for he a fact that he slept tarp. under his cloak with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <at laughs> with his end. jacuzzi. Yeah. Because yeah. I just was thinking, what a name. Yeah. Mundungus. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> I know. That is quite a name. But that was one of the things that I experienced reading these books. When I initially read them, I didn't, I was weird because I didn't initially have the characters in my head. But I had the movie characters very quickly go into my head because I started watching the movies directly after all the books. But then when I picked up the uh, 
illustrated version, it kind of reset everything for me. And, and whenever I think of the characters, I think of them in the illustrated version rather than the movies, which I love because I think that's a better that depiction. Yeah. Well, if I looked at them, that I could have in my mind. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Jen, what about you? <laughs> I think I do like a combo thing. I, I see mostly the characters, actors, but then new characters I kind of visualize. And then as I read certain scenes, I kind of picture the actors a little bit different, like with my mm -hmm. own adaptation to it. The actors with a twist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but all these new characters in this book... But then I had the cover of mm. this, and I'm like, is it one of these guys on the cover? Oh, I don't even know what's on the cover. That we're talking about. I thought it's just Harry's face. No, you don't want to see it. True. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, it is fun reading a character <gasps> that, that I don't a... know what they look oh. like. No, don't you say it. <laughs> Jen with the cover is you're killing us. I love this because I like to guess. <laughs> what's wrong with that? That's why they're on the cover. In a sense, you're right. And that's why the I'm back thinking. of the book is pretty good. Yeah, me yes, too. Same thing. Spoilers. Right. Cool. I have to look yeah. away whenever Jen lifts up that book. I know. <laughs> well, you just asked me what it looked like. Um, yeah, but I want like almost like a hint, but not really. I don't actually want to know. Uh -huh. um, okay. So I guess I'm just not going to find so out. So you'll be in the dark. later. <laughs> and I will be the detective and guessing all my theories <laughs> and I'll be closer than you. you. You have more clues. I don't need all those clues. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, man. <laughs> you definitely do. Heat. McGonagall is not Harry's hey, grandmother. it could be. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> oh man also i feel like in these chapters my opinion on some characters changed i found myself liking mr weasley less really um, towards the end it came back but there were some moments in i don't know if it was six seven eight whatever it was where he just came off like clueless a little bit and too childish like the kids felt smarter than him in some weird way. I, I forget what it was exactly. Was it like building the tent? Yeah, like little things like that. Like, oh, with the matches. Yeah, with the tent. Yeah. So things like that where I was like, oh, man, like it felt like he was just a kid, you know, like easily distracted. And that's part of what I love about him. But it felt like he took it too far um, where then I was like, oh, is he like respectable? I don't actually know, but I, I've built him into more in my head than we've actually seen in the books. So then we started to get some of it and I was like, eh, I want to see him be a little better. Mm. So far, I'm just like, eh. It was not a strong start for Mr. Weasley. No, that sounds oh, too harsh. That sounds Weasley. too harsh. But when we get to it in these chapters... Then we'll talk about it a little bit. I'll point yeah. out a few things. Um, I think this is where the kids get this too. Like Fred, and, I think the reason why I love Fred and George is because they're just so playful and fun. Yeah. And the same thing, I think they get it from Arthur more than Molly. I think Molly's maybe playful too. But I love it because he does have that kidness still to him. He still has that wonder and excitement that fades a lot when you get older. Yeah. With matches and everything like that. Now, there's no way he should be the department head. <laughs> like, he doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. He doesn't know what a rubber duck is, according to the movies. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> but um, I love the child wonder that he has for muggle artifacts. <laughs> for some yeah, reason. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, welcome to the podcast. I'm John. Jen. Oh, I forgot. You can't get involved. Oh, I'm Danny. <laughs> I'm Kristen. 
then why can't I get involved? <laughs> With the theorizing yeah. of who you oh, think yeah. it is. I was like, oh, Kristen didn't go. No, that's okay. <laughs> and this is Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. <laughs> As always, rate and review this podcast. Join our subreddit, r slash first time readers. Um, we're growing. It's really fun. Also, join our YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We are first time readers. It's at first time readers. YouTube has handles now, so at first time readers. Um, we have a Twitter by the fir- name of first I'm readers. And then also um, check us out on Patreon. If you really, really love this podcast and you want to support us in uh, m- with money, which would be pretty sweet. You can um, give $5 a month. We'll give you a little bit extra content. We're going to live stream all these podcasts for now on. And then we're going to include some longer little tidbits and just some extra little things on the Patreon. So subscribe to our Patreon or uh, become a member of our Patreon. And that would be awesome. Uh, Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Again, please rate and review us. That would be so huge for us. And enjoy the rest of this podcast. That's going to be a great intro. I like that. You know, break up the monotony. It's okay. I'm just sitting here crocheting. Okay, we are on to chapters six through ten. We, I don't know if we're gonna get through chapters nine and ten because they're so meaty. So we'll see. Also, as a side note, can you show them what you're knitting? Oh my gosh! For live stream people, we have Weasley jumpers. I am so excited for this. She's making one for all of us. So cool. Okay, for your dreams are coming true. Fingers crossed. Yeah. In one day, yeah. You probably spent well, hours on that, yesterday. though. Okay. I didn't have work this morning. <laughs> that is so I've become awesome. a little obsessive, guys. <laughs> it's so cool. It's fun. Anyway, okay, we're on to chapter six. Let's try to get through as much as we can because these are meaty chapters. So, talk to me about what the summary is of chapter six. Do we remember it? Sorry, I was distracted by the crocheting, <laughs> the speed. I'm just I know, like, it's, what the... It's otherworldly. Okay, chapter six, yes. By the end of this podcast, she's going to have a full one done already. <laughs> well, there's only a couple more rows. This panel should That's be finished. Crazy. It's so, so cool. Um, I put, everyone gets woken up in the middle of the night to make it to the port key, which transports them to the World Cup. Was that everything? Uh, yeah, I think we, we met yeah. Amos Diggory, I put. Um, and learned about port yeah. keys and apparition tests. But, yeah. All right. It opens like this. Harry felt as though he had barely lain down to sleep in Ron's room when he was being shaken awake, and shaken awake by Mrs. Weasley. And I have to say, is there a worse feeling than that feeling where you just feel like you have fallen asleep and then all of a sudden you're being woken up by someone? That was the worst. What is a worse feeling than that in the world? Like... I'm. I can I'm specifically sure say a canceled. <laughs> One of the worst for me too was when you were expecting a snow day. You wake up, oh my and you goodness. see nothing, and you're like, "I have to go so to school." Oh, that is a great comparison. <laughs> What's the worst feeling as a kid? That's the question. As a kid, got it. Or as an adult, could be an adult too. I feel like one of those feelings that has been very similar from childhood through now is the feeling of um, Sunday night when you realize you have work or school in the morning. Like there's always a point on Sunday where it hits you and you're like, oh, the freedom I'm experiencing now will not be true tomorrow. (laughs) And I feel like that feeling as a kid for school is the same now with work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you just made me think about, oh, 
I hated swimming lessons as a kid. I had to go swim in the lake. It was disgusting. <laughs> I hated it. And it was always, it must have been in August because it's when all the crickets and everything come out. So every year, even like this past year, I'm in my 30s. This hasn't <laughs> happened for years and years. I can still get that like nervous feeling. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. at night when the crickets are, I'm like, oh, swimming <laughs> lessons tomorrow. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> I mean, goodness. That was just me personally. Yeah. Mm. I grew up the same with soccer practice. I hated it going to it. And then I started liking soccer and then that feeling abetted. So that was kind of nice. But I hated practices in the morning. Oh, the worst. Yeah. One of, uh, you got got any, Jen? I'm trying to think still. You can keep going. Someone, I put this out on uh, our subreddit. And I said, is this the worst feeling ever? Is there a worse feeling as a kid? And so Lone Carnivore said, the years of abuse Harry suffered at the hands of his aunt and uncle. Yes. You're right on that one. Uh, come on, work with me here. <laughs> that is so true. And then uh, Adventurous Handle, one, someone else in our subreddit said, waking up for school on a Monday morning. She said, uh, he or she said, I'm nocturnally based, so any morning is worse for me, but especially Mondays are the worst. Same as an adult waking up on a Monday morning. Mm. The worst. There was one time where I, I slept through all my alarms <gasps> and I woke up. Oh, when you wake up feeling. and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, I missed half my class. Well, that was in college once. And then one time at work, I'm a big snoozer. So I somehow turned it off <sighs> and I was supposed to be at work in 10, like I was supposed to be clocked in and in 10 minutes and i woke up and i was like oh i can't even get ready in 10 minutes how am i gonna get (laughs) to work in 10 minutes i had that happen one time when i was teaching dance my parent both my parents came in they freaked me out woke me up i was like what happened they were like your your first class started 10 minutes ago (gasps) like my class of three-year-olds were there and i was 10 minutes late and like I had to get out of bed and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. My goodness. That was oh, terrible. that's bad. Your that heart was, literally takes I, like a leap out of your chest yes. when that stuff happens. You're I think like, I was, yeah. yeah. I think Shot I was of adrenaline. I think oh I was 19. Gosh. I never, I was never late again after that. I was like, not going to happen. <laughs> lesson mm. learned. Um, <laughs> I didn't learn my lesson, I guess. <laughs> Kaylee said that no, explains a lot. I'm never late. I am like perpetually, like early. Early is on yeah, time. Yeah, you're always usually the earliest I podcast. Can't. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just, it's my inner clock. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> next question. You need a license to apparate. Do you think the magical world should require a license to do anything else? And what should that thing be? I just love, like, what does that look like? Like, they have to show their license <laughs> when they ID. land. Like, <laughs> by the way, I made it here safe. Like, hmm. I, I think just... it's like a driver's license. Like, you have it, but you can go anywhere, but you're not going to get pulled over. Maybe you're on some How would you get pulled, pulled over? over? That's what I'm saying. World. Like, I don't get what this license is. Just that you'd pass <laughs> a test. I mean, I wouldn't want to, <laughs> if I failed that test, I wouldn't be operating because <laughs> what happens to you if your body parts everywhere? Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, thank oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bizarre. <laughs> So Wait, that's what a license failed? means, then yes, I think you should have a license. Yeah. But in our term of license, I feel like, what is that? Hmm. I think Sorry, Bill or officer. Charlie failed that. They said they landed yeah. three miles away from where right, they right, right. were supposed to go. They were in one piece. Yeah, yeah they were in one piece. They didn't splash yeah. themselves, which was, which was nice. But I'm wondering how that even works. Or maybe we'll see it later. But I'm hmm. like, how do you just like go somewhere? You just think about it. Can you only go places you've been before? Is there a map? Do you have to plot this out? Do you whisper it to your wand? I don't know. I'm just yeah. curious. Um, Sweet nothings to your wand. <laughs> yeah. This is but where like, I want to go. They make it look so easy. I don't know. 
Um, and you could be five miles off, but like, could it? Well, it could go really wrong. I'm imagining, but there are places you can't <laughs> split apart. Yeah, or you could accidentally apparate like underground or something, and oh my goodness, in the ocean, or yeah, outer in space. space. I feel like I couldn't apparate <laughs> if I if I split in half, I'd pass out. Yeah, <laughs> we drive and people. Well, that's dangerous too. So you know, yeah. um, and to answer your question, John. I think yes, licenses for lots of things. And that in my mind is kind of what the owls are. Um, because if you have ordinary wizarding levels, maybe it's not quite a license, but it feels like in my mind that determines what you're allowed to do. Like if you're at a certain level, you're allowed to study certain types of spells. You mm. might learn more. Um, we know that for the use of the time turner, Hermione had to get permission. So that's not a license, but it is the same idea like the ministry of magic governs the use um but what i also think is interesting is the ministry of magic is the one issuing the license and deciding who can use the time turner but they're not the only game in town anymore mm. or maybe they're the only game in town and country but they're not the only game in the world okay, um, yeah. because we learned in these chapters about Oh, that was next chapter. I should probably save it for. But about embargoes. So there are like multiple yeah. magic governing bodies around the world that have rules yeah. and restrictions. Like every country has their own government. Every magical yep. their area own has licenses. Their own. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, wizards got a lot of rules, yeah. but they could move somewhere with less rules, more freedom. And this is fun, too, because it's expanding the universe. Like these chapters yeah. really do a great job of expanding things in this Huge. universe. So fun. Um. People are resonating with you, Kristen. They're saying uh, they hate fish, so they don't want to swim in lakes. <laughs> oh. Let's yeah. chill, dude. One of my yeah. favorite well, uses over here. this lake had, apparently, there was leeches in it, so that was a oh. big Nope. Yeah. Nope, nope. Got a few leeches on me. It's not fun. Not a fun <laughs> yeah. feeling. Um, so they wake up early to get to this port key. Another side question. What is the earliest that you've ever woken up? Do you remember? Definitely the middle of the night. But like for something that you had to do, not just like woken up, like no, like back to bed. going going on vacation. So I'm trying to think. We would, because when you said that being woken up as a kid, I actually I have mixed feelings because we used to get woken up to go to the shore every year. It might have been 4 a.m. Because my dad liked to get on the road by Wait. like five sometimes. <laughs> my dad wanted to miss traffic, so it was our oh. our family vacation. Wow, we always go. But I kind of respect it. Yeah, it was really really that's early. Really. I'm trying to think. We've definitely, I mean, I've gotten early flights. I feel like, I don't know, super, I, all hours of the night. I don't know. I remember because right, my guys. family was pretty cheap. So we would have soccer tournaments and we had a soccer tournament like two hours away once. And we had a game at 7 a.m. We had to get there an hour yeah. early and my family didn't want to pay for a hotel over there. So we're like, we're just going to drive in the morning. <laughs> I remember waking up at 3.30 in the morning to go to a soccer game that started at 7. Oh. Miserable. It was awful. How do you play? I was going to say, could you I even feel play like, well? Huh? You play well. I said, no, how you don't play do well, you but play? You're just, I mean, you're a kid, so you can play through uh, anything like that. I was like so You must have been a superstar if you were good then. <laughs> no. And you were sleep deprived. <laughs> Did nope. you go to bed super mm. early? Is the yeah, question. of course. Probably go to bed at like 6 or something like mm. that. I was like my bedtime when I was 10 years old. <laughs> 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 I don't remember, but it might have been. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I probably woke up really early for things, and of course, like all nighters at random points. Mm -hmm. But all night, all nighters are not the same as waking up early. Mm. Um, uh, I'm thinking they're worse. 
No, they're great. Not when you're a kid. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you, okay. Now well, it kind of, well, depends. Sorry. Um, some all-nighters aren't too bad. <laughs> um, and it's usually for good reason, unless it's for studying or something you don't really want to do. Um, but I know for um, things in space, I've woken up at weird times because I love space so sometimes there are meteor showers or weird astronomical events (laughs) that happen at specific times so then i'm like you know you wake up at some weird time and then you go off to like watch something yeah and then you come back but it does feel really good to get back in bed after that because sometimes you can do that um and that's very different than having to drive two hours and play soccer (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it's kind of nice to just jump back in bed after those times Mm. um would you rather travel by broom, apparition, or by port key? Or by flying carpet? Carpet. <laughs> How comfy would that be? Like, That'd be so this great. plush carpet Just in my office right here. It'd be so Excellent. great. And and it could hold like 12 people, the one thing said? Yeah. That's great. Family vehicle? Um, <laughs> huge market for that. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Um, Did the huh. Did the, well, we'll get to it. Um, I was going to ask carpet questions, but um, I feel like for me, apparating would probably be the best. You could be at work, apparate home, cook yourself lunch, apparate back. Yeah, it'd be great. You're That'd be you. convenient. Yeah. But I still don't fully understand it. I don't know the <laughs> limits. Could you pass the test? And could I yeah. pass? <laughs> I end up who knows where. <laughs> or even if I didn't pass, would I do it anyway without mm. a license? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> At least in my younger years, I would have. Apparate. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I would love to. It's like snapping your fingers yeah, and being somewhere. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. As long like, as I can do it properly and keep myself in one piece. Yeah. Well, you're super Although, how fast you don't do these get brooms go? <laughs> Fireball can go pretty darn fast. According to the third movie, Harry was just a blur at the end of it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, that'd probably be fun. It'd Is that like so your race fun. car? Like a Sunday stroll mm. on the broom? And then every other day. It'd be kind of fun. Hmm. Um, also, Amos Diggory works for the Department of the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures. Did he vote yes on killing Buckbeak? That's such a messed up question. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that to me? <laughs> well, if you don't think he would, then it'd be, you know. I mean, he annoyed me in this. But was chapter, he on the committee? But... We don't know how big his yeah, department is. He might true. not have been on the committee. You think it actually went through the committee? I think it was a, so a this is mu- stopping here. Lucius bullied them, probably. Hmm. But still, it, maybe Amos is a person who can get bullied. But he just and stood up for his son. I mean, no, that yeah, wasn't but, really. But he was nah. intense in these chapters. <laughs> Either, I mean, I'm going to ask you guys this question later when we hit chapter nine, but his interrogation of Winky was frightening, I think. It was intense. I thought that's what you're supposed to do as a... Well... What was so bad about it? It was leading. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I can't wait to get there. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll see. But yeah, oh my what was so bad about it? I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Honestly, I don't remember. So I was gonna say I should have read these chapters again. <laughs> I did yeah. just re-listen, and no. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> he was a. Uh, he has, yeah. Even in this chapter, he kind of annoys me a little bit. He has that one line where he goes, "I'm sure Harry'd say the same, wouldn't you?" Eh? One falls off his broom, one stays on. Oh. You don't need to be a genius to tell which one's oh, a better flyer. That annoyed me. So oh yeah. And his much. son is like, "No, Dad, shut yeah. up, please." But I, it's. 
at one point you love it because it's a dad who's really proud of his son really has a lot of pride in it but at the at another moment you hate it because it's not how it went down mm. and i like that um cedric was kind of standing up for harry a little and being like that's not how it happened you know why like so it made me like cedric more mm-hmm. I, I wasn't offended by his father i felt like he was just proud of his son um, but i was annoyed by it at the same time oh it annoyed me i loved cedric hmm but his father was annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, Amos said Merlin's beard. And when I hear Merlin, I'm thinking Sword in the Stone. Yeah. And I can just hope that he's a real wizard. <laughs> yes. Um, and that they know who he is and there are books written about him. Yeah. So maybe we hear more about Merlin. They have this in the third book where Snape should be getting an order of Merlin second class. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. I think Fudge said first class if you can try. But he was supposed to get an order of Merlin. So maybe there's more about that. What the heck? So I maybe... like missed all of that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the two of you. <laughs> what are you watching and reading? <laughs> I have read these 10 times, Jen. More yeah, than 10 well, times. Yeah, well, Danny's still on the same level as you. You better share that list. But it's different He's when reading and listening. Read your script. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jen, your uh, your vampire. I'm is, a vampire. You no, know, your vampire um, is Cedric Diggory in the movie. In this, ah, Edward. this is where he comes up. Because yes. he is in I the third one. Him. He's in the fourth one. Does Edward. he look like a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but what, Jen? What is your impression of Amos and Cedric? Hmm. I didn't really. <laughs> you didn't have an impression. <laughs> Which is fine because they're kind of minor. I was right just here. like, oh, okay, great. Their their dynamic as father son is interesting. Uh, it's like Cedric is more like conscientious of people's feelings. It doesn't want anyone to like you know feel bad. I guess with this Harry Potter, the whole Quidditch match thing, he's downplaying what happened. I don't know. I, I that's it. <laughs> hmm. I didn't think anything of the dad. I was just like, oh, okay, he's standard dad. Proud of his son. Yeah. Whatever. Lives near the Weasleys. I like Jim Dale's accents. Mm-hmm. For all. Oh, nice. But uh, last question on this chapter, unless you guys have any more points you want to talk about. How do you guys feel about the wizarding world spreading trash around the world in order <laughs> just as disguised as oh, yeah. It Well, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they get to the location that has a very strict time frame yeah. and they have to look around for something. <laughs> I'm like, why not just make Porky's like all the same thing at least? Hmm. That's what I thought it was going to be. Like it's always a boot or like it's something else or make it invisible but it's in a specific location or like, like make geocaching. it a rock. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> I forgot it was going to like travel with you. No <laughs> and Jen didn't know what it was. It's great. But it is great. So yeah, it's very high stakes geocaching. Um, it did feel a little sloppy and funny but also yeah. littering. Come on. But, but in a sense they are picking it up when they go well, it goes, it goes with them though. Oh, that's yeah. kind of true. It's like true. a set time. So even though yeah. nobody was there, the boot would just like disappear. Imagine a muggle just hiking in the woods and they see like a piece of Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, what if they accidentally touch it like right at the right <laughs> oh, moment? Oh, if they were holding it? <laughs> <And> then, right. <laughs> someone's just picking up trash. Because they just have to be touching it? Yeah. Wow. 
this they're was on a but prison it, release it is on a time, picking though. up trash yeah, and but then like, boom they disappear what if it's like <laughs> just the perfect moment yeah where they're like oh no it's funny too because this is this might have been a whole plot by jk to get muggles to pick up trash because you're walking through the woods now and you're like that could be a porky <laughs> you have a whole trash bag and you're like all these could be porkies that is great <laughs> any any other points in chapter six no i think that's it all right let's hit chapter seven bagman and crouch what is the summary of this chapter Ugh, time it. out <laughs> Danny what? we got a comment here uh oh your roommate <laughs> has read all the books and not watched all the movies oh, I totally messed it up <laughs> he corrected me later when I got home that is a very such huge a thing difference between the I two. know and then I was like oh shoot and he thinks Dumbledore is manipulative and he read all the books now what am I going to think <laughs> but, yeah, don't give any spoilers <laughs> yeah, yeah right 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 it, of course, different opinions. Everyone's going to yeah, interpret things course. differently. Yeah, I almost Slytherin. liked it better thinking that he <laughs> had like a, a not good opinion on it. But then I was like, oh, shoot. He actually read all seven books. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so, yeah, he's not a movie man, but he's a book man. All right. I like it. Extra yep. careful. All right. What do we think? Uh, <laughs> chapter seven, Bagman and Crouch. What happened in this chapter? Uh, hanging out in Tent City. Yeah. It was uh, buying cool stuff, preparing for the game. A little bit of Ministry of Magic drama. Yeah. We meet Bagman and Crouch. And we meet them. Yeah. We meet them. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly do. Okay. Gonna... If you had to hide a Quidditch World Cup game, how would you hide it? Oh. They mentioned a few things. They say they couldn't do it in Diagon Alley. It'd be too crazy. Do you like the system that they have or do you think there's a better way to hide Honestly, it? Honestly, I don't even know where it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one does. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. I was like, I probably missed this one too. Just off in <laughs> the countryside? Yeah. And we know that the muggles spoke English. Yeah. But they can't see it. Like, I didn't understand any of it. Like, right, they go to right. the port key, but then there are some muggles there that, like, kind of know what's going on, and they, like, wipe their memory. The map. This, the, I was so confused. I mean, there is no campsite I know of on Earth that is quite as big as this. Um, so it might be, like, faulty, but maybe this is what, like, Burning Man or... Coachella. Honestly, are. that's what came to mind. Like when uh, I was reading this, because it was in England, right, I was thinking like Glastonbury something. or something, mm. like a big festival out there where this dude Roberts is like, usually it's, you know, hippies or people on Molly or, you know, rock stars that are out <laughs> here. So, like, this is weird. They're a bunch of weird people, but he's used to it, you know? Um, mm. It must be in an area like that. It's the only way that it would make sense for a muggle to be remotely like down with all these people setting up tents in his yard. Um, but it seems like, wait, they're paying him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're paying yeah. him because they had the whole weird money interaction. So he's kind of down. It probably is on like festival grounds or something. Or all the things we muggles think are festivals are just yeah. wizards getting together. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I feel like you doing it on an island or somewhere far away would be country. better. But. On an island far away? That could be good. Like uh, an island that no one really inhabits. Everyone yeah. go there, camps out for a little bit. Like there are oh, yeah. kind of a lot of those islands around the world. Yeah. Seems safer than someone could like drive there. Someone could be flying over in a plane. Muggles could be hiking. It feels a little vulnerable, but they put protections in place. And it's also insane. I feel so bad for this guy who's the camp manager. His brain is mush right now. I know. Well, I was laughing listening to our last podcast. Jen, you were like, is there going to be dementors that are security or whatever. And I was like, nope, muggles. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I feel like it's like opposite ends yeah. of the spectrum. Literally yeah. no security at this thing. Yeah. 
but ha- mm. no, the Ministry of Magic though is is they're in charge of like the security. Yeah, and they use Muggles. No, I mean they're not. I they're guess they're kind using of using Muggles that. here. They are because yeah. did like, they call okay. it Muggle security or did I make that up? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. A lot know. of I don't these details part. clearly left my mind. <laughs> I just well, I wrote it down. That's why I'm saying that. I thought I, I saw. I should do that. I think they're using Muggles in, in but I'm just this trying. way for like they're giving them campsites and giving them mm. money for that kind of stuff. I don't think they're necessarily like giving them the, the DL because they keep obliviating them every five seconds. I know, right. but it, that's terrible. I know. And then they go, I'm like that's fine. I don't. And also, it's this so is sad. part of what annoyed me with Mr. Weasley. He couldn't figure out money. I'm like, it's not wow. that complicated. He's like, what is this? A fifty? No, it it says like ten on it. Just use the, the numbers it says. So it, it just felt like with his role. What? Like his career. Like what? Well, yeah, what his not title to mention is. even with his career. But let's say he was looking at this for the first time in his life, literally, which wouldn't be true. But even if he was, money's pretty straightforward. So it just kind of annoyed me, or not annoyed me, but it was just like. Is he dumber than I think he is? Um, and it started to just shift my view of him a little bit that he couldn't figure out muggle money. Or I started to think maybe he genuinely isn't that good at his job. Because up until this point, I'm like, yeah. I want to believe he's still good at it. And now I'm like, man, he doesn't even know muggle money. Yeah. Um, so just because he's dumb, he lost respect in your eyes. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yes. That his intelligence great. and his being not good at his job. No, no, I don't want to hate too much because I really do like him. Right. But he went from he went from up here to here. He went from a ten to a seven. Down here. Wow. That yeah. is shocking. Yep. Um but towards the end, maybe he jumped back up to an eight, but you know. What if I just has, have a little less confidence in him. What if he because I, I I saw something somewhere. Pinterest maybe. Hmm. But what if he is good at his job and he's doing this on purpose? <laughs> Ooh, I like to this. give the kids confidence to help him out. Huh, I kind of like that. Right? Hmm. I can get behind this a little bit. A little twist because you can kind of yeah. relate to the kids. Have them like feel confident. Uh, yeah. And, and um, even with the matches, he's having him. his fun. Yep. But trying to like help others. Again, that friendliness. Like I can yeah. be down. Because I feel like every instance, it yeah. was one of the kids helping him. Helping him. Right? Hmm. Yeah. And so his joy at failing at these things is joy in like the muggle artifacts themselves. It's the joy at the kids helping him to do this kind of stuff and have yeah. confidence to do it. I like that. I know. It's becoming like headcanon for me. Well done. Hmm. Thank you. I do like that. <laughs> Just I, like, I think I can't take credit. Out. <laughs> I'm still annoyed about the whole issue with the flu powder showing up at the Dursleys. Yeah. Again, that kind of started things off that in the was wrong ridiculous. foot. But aside from that. <laughs> but even that, I mean, like there could have been a, it could have come from a good place. Maybe that's why they were late. He, didn't he want to leave also has like a thousand kids. So like, how does your brain work properly anyways? <laughs> you never have had that many kids if he we his were, brain worked properly. Just, just like, I'm one of five. We relate to everything. Hmm. No offense to you, mom and dad. <laughs> there was a lot of us. There's yes. also something that's pretty inexcusable, but kind of hilarious for me at the end of chapter nine, when everything goes to crap, he meets this crowd of wizards and witches at like the edge of the woods. <laughs> And he doesn't really answer any of their questions, and they're all so curious about what's going to happen. And he goes, I'm just going to go to bed. See you guys later. Like a ministry official is coming out of the woods. Everyone's like, please put my mind at ease. And he's just like, I'm going to go to bed. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Give me something here. But we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, how, should, how do you think they should actually deal with Mr. Roberts? Should... This is a weirder question, maybe. Should some muggles just be able to know about wizards and witches? Like, should they just have not obliviated him at all 
and Mr. Roberts will go tell all of his friends, I feel like that's oh, really wizards, risky. but all of his friends are going to think he's insane. How are they going to believe him? It's like those people out there in our world today who are like, aliens exist. Maybe they do. They probably do. You never know. But like, everyone thinks they're ridiculous for believing that. Hmm. I kind of feel like there should be some muggles that are in on it. Wow, but I don't know. Yeah, but How do you choose which one? Wouldn't that be the Dursleys? Well, honestly, like that is the hard oh, part. Ouch. And Hermione's parents, like all the like half bloods, or I don't know what you're supposed to call them. That's do you think the Muggle Prime Minister and like the Muggle President of the United States knows about these? It's just in the President's Do book I of think secrets? any of the presidents are actual Muggles or just wizards playing roles? Oh my gosh! So then, what's our president? Because with this kind of <laughs> with this kind of power, I'm like you. It just feels too weird. I'm like I can't now believe that Muggles are out there genuinely running things with no wizard interference. There would have to be wizards all throughout various steps uh, in government, and I would think the various ministries of magic would be putting people into power to help smooth things over with uh, the muggle world and keep things under wraps. That's kind of my theory. Um, because some of the spells would make it a lot easier to get into power. But that's partly why I think muggles should know about wizards because there should probably be a muggle council that gets to uh, represent all the muggles to the wizards. Yeah. Because it feels like there are no rules. The wizards get to decide how they treat muggles. Yeah. It just seems bizarre. There's no check and balance to this, and I'm not into that. Yeah. It's a weird system right now. Uh, yeah. <sighs> There's, there are funny lines in this, though. There's one that I really like where as they're walking through the tents, they're seeing different countries display whatever they have. And Mr. Weasley goes, always the same. We can't resist showing off when we get together. There's there's a funny note in this too. Or here's just a side question. How do you like the idea of a walking into a tent and it expanding into this massive like flat ah, that you I love have? That. That's really cool. <laughs> How amazing would that be? I would go camping so then. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It kind of reminds me of those like trailers though that like they're the RVs that are just like are, oh, and then yeah. they expand out yeah. when you, oh, once you camp. Oh yeah, yeah. That's you the just, like, version push of it. Open all the walls. Mm. But the tent, yeah. I love how they were still trying to make a fire, even <laughs> though they had like a water. stove yeah. and a bathroom and everything. Do you think um, wizards can magically produce water? Like they had to go draw water because <laughs> Mr. Weasley liked that idea. Do you mm. think like they could just say, you know, like water come out of my wand? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah. Do you think they could do that with yes. food? That'd be awesome. <laughs> why, would, why wouldn't they be? I like would have seen that already. I know, but why I wouldn't they be? I feel like to? they could, but maybe the the balance to that would be it wouldn't be nutritious. Maybe the food would taste good, but it wouldn't actually fill you. <laughs> mm. Or maybe the water would feel like water, but it wasn't actually hydrating you. Because then I'm just like, could you? Maybe. Maybe you could. But we haven't seen anyone do it. And wouldn't we? Yeah, probably we'd probably see that at this point already. Maybe they're just not advanced enough wizards to be able to True, do that. True, maybe that the elemental yeah. stuff is pretty yeah. advanced. There's another note here, and Harry kind of has his head point where he goes, "It was only just dawning on Harry how many witches and wizards there must be in the world. 
He had never really thought about much, or he had never thought much about those in other countries. How large do you think the wizarding world is? The do you think same. we're talking like 10 million, 100 million? Maybe it's a weird question, but. I'm looking at you. I was going to say, I don't numbers. Know this. <laughs> 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 and like millions, million is even just a hard conception to come up with, but. There was 100,000, right? At the Quidditch World Cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. The stadium fit 100,000. Times that by whatever you want. <laughs> 800 kids at Hogwarts. They're coming from all around England, parts of Ireland, Scotland. Um, so we'll say Great Britain. 800 kids. But do we know if there are any other schools? We know there's one in France now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm just trying to think like if there are 800 children of school age within Great Britain that are wizards, if that was the only school that would give us like a starting point for estimating the world. Yeah. I don't know how to do that math, but it's something. Okay. So we um, talked about this in a, in a little bit before with me nerding out about all the different schools. Yeah. There's nine major wizarding schools. I think there, maybe there's eight. I forgot. Someone was talking about that on subreddit. But we have in this area alone, like a hundred schools within like a 20 mile radius. Mm. And some of them are like 800 students in the high school. Just like one town has that. So there's a point someone is making on subreddit of it's ridiculous how poorly educated the whole wizarding world must be, or there must be mm. a million other schools out there that we just don't know about. Right. Because think about it. The only, who's the only Irish person we know in this whole book? So Seamus? Far. Seamus Finnegan. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's the only person at Hogwarts, we'll say, who might be Irish. If there's like one person graduating every like seven <laughs> years, how the heck is the Irish Quidditch team this good? There's, they have slim pickings. Great point. So like Hogwarts is the school for this whole area. So if there's not tons and tons of wizards and witches mm. coming there, there's a little bit of a flaw in the system. Mm. There must be wizarding public school. Maybe oh, you said that in the last one contention. and I missed it until I heard the podcast. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so brilliant. There's got to be something schools. like that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. There's got to be more. Hmm. But we didn't have anything from the books to go on until these chapters. It's the first time another school has been mentioned. Mm -hmm. And it's really our first major exposure to other countries too. So now we're we're learning more it's expanding but there's more to learn still yeah seriously hmm um also when they were walking through the tents they saw two girls riding toy broomsticks that only rose high <laughs> enough for the girls toes to skim the grass why doesn't hogwarts have why? these they're why? literally these girls are learning when they're like three years old um, <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, practice. That's brooms. also weird, though. Then how come everyone else had to learn it? Nobody like knew how to do it. Well, I have no idea. Maybe the toy brooms are a new invention. I was gonna say maybe it's new. Yeah, totally could be. Um, but I. Mm, that just seems so weird. That's not a flaw. Write <laughs> that down. Any sense? <laughs> no, it's it's great. Um, like Neville would not have broken his arm if they had these. Right. Been great. Yeah. It's like a, like a bike with training wheels, you yeah. know? It's uh, something Hogwarts should look into. 
I guess I was thinking they're like the country folk. Like, oh. oh, yeah. They, they can drive when they're so young, you know, because <laughs> they've been plowing fields. Same thing with <laughs> the, uh, the witches. <laughs> the rednecks. <laughs> you can call them whatever you want. <laughs> um, here's the also... Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Um, the Salem Witches Institute. Yeah, is that another name for Ilvermorny, or are there two schools that came from the same thing? Hmm. Or is the Witches Institute for uh, graduate studies? It's like All right, lots college. of possibilities. University All right. college. I love that. Do you read or you like study? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. I know. Catch any of this? No. You didn't catch the Salem Witches Institute. No, because I'm driving. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, and if it. something happens, you can't just like yeah. pause it every I time. I tried to yeah. rewind. <laughs> well, glad that you haven't gotten any accidents yet. Like, that is rapidly true. Trying to rewind and aren't something. you glad that I'm not the only one on this podcast that <laughs> you catch details? But if you, so it. here's a side question on the Salem Witches Institute. If you could go visit any other country to see how they do magic, what other country would you go visit? Because other countries probably do it slightly differently. Like, would you want to go to the Salem Witches Institute in Massachusetts or wherever that would be? Probably Massachusetts and go see how they're mm. doing magic there. I feel like that would be good. Um, I feel like um, the Romance languages have a lot of their spells based in Latin. It would be uh, interesting to go to a country where their spells might be based in another language. That'd be kind of cool. But it would be so hard to apply anything you learn. Maybe it wouldn't yeah. be worth it. So going to a school, um, I guess for them, easy. Jump over to France. Start learning with those guys. And somewhere, somebody was going to do a foreign exchange program. Who was that? Oh, yeah. Was I it like one that. of the Weasleys were going to do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ron. No. Yeah, no, no, no. It was... It could have been Percy or maybe it was like had, Bill or Charlie. They had, they a, had pen a pen pal. pal. Yeah. Well, they don't use pens. It should be a quill pal. But <laughs> <Yeah>. we'll, <laughs> we'll forgive them that linguistic uh, stumble. Write that down. Um, what did they call it? They didn't call it a pen pal. They called it a like pen friend, which <laughs> has a nice rhyme laugh, to it. Like, but it's not what we no. would call it. And it's not, like, it doesn't make sense. They don't use pens. So anyways, and then I didn't think it was reasonable that the pen friend got so mad at them. Um... <laughs> When they couldn't do a foreign exchange. But yeah, that was a little dramatic. Yeah. And I don't remember where that was, but it was somewhere in here. There's also a really funny line that I love in this. Oh, it's on page 84. Yeah. Where uh, there's two wizards talking and one of them says, I'm not putting them on. Referring to the trousers, said old Archie in indignation. I like a healthy breeze around my privates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was great. So I remember funny. where I was listening to that one. Wow. <laughs> it's so good. And then there's a small mention here where Mr. Weasley's showing them a lot of people and he goes, that's Bode and Croker. They're unspeakables. They're what? From the Department of Mysteries. Top secret. No idea what they get up to. It's like the CIA. Yeah, what what do you think they're doing uh, uh, down there at the Department of Mysteries? Is this wizarding the NSA or the CI, CS, uh, whatever? But then wouldn't FBI, they know where whatever. Voldemort is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Mixed up. Do they know where Voldemort is? Maybe they're in on it too. I don't know. They're trying to find all the, what are they called? The hooded, ma the eaters? What are they called? The Mentors? Death eaters? No, no. The, the Death Eaters? Yes, Death Eaters, right? Because I have not seen any of the words. I've only heard yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I can't wait to talk about that in chapter nine. Mm, I don't forget what I was saying. Oh, that they're looking for that, maybe. If yeah. they're SCA agents. Yeah, mm. seriously. In such a form. But then why didn't they show up with the dark mark? It's a <laughs> great question. Face. <laughs> I can't make any faces. You made one. <laughs> it was very interesting. <laughs> you, I wish you saw your face. <laughs> That's all I got. Any ideas what they do in the Department of Mysteries, Danny? No, I'm not really sure. It seems kind of crazy. Um, the world just got so big now yeah. that it there are so many possibilities. Um, it feels like it's the top secret stuff. It it would be talking to stuff at Gringotts. They discover something in a tomb in Egypt, and it's more powerful than they thought. Um, the hieroglyphics, you know, revealed some crazy new spell or they accidentally unleashed some mummies that are walking around. Mm. Like it feels like it'd be like at that level where they would try and keep it under wraps, make sure nobody even finds out about it. Um, but I have no idea. But I hope it comes up again. Uh, and not just to hope, I think it will come up again. Hmm. It feels too cool to not. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Which one, so Bagman and Crouch both, both work at the Ministry of Magic. Um, do you know, uh, do you remember what their jobs were? They were department heads of two different departments. I think I wrote this down. Yeah, hey. so Ludo, he's the games guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he was. Head of magical games and sports. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and Mr. Crouch was Percy's boss. So. Hmm. Isn't it law or something? It <laughs> but it's like. It's it's Laws, like regulation right? yeah. and international something. Sure. International standards, maybe. I forget what it was. Hmm. Because Percy's Percy doing the cauldron that, yeah. stuff. It's in the first or second chapter too, right? He is the uh, the head of the Department of Inter International Magical Co Cooperation. Oh, yes. Good job, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> so, who do you like more? Do you like Bagman or Crouch? Do you actually like Ludo, even though you think he might have? Come I don't know to the if dark, I like him anymore. Mark. I'm still questioning that, to be honest, because he was very sketchy at the end mm. of what we just read. But I like him up until the end. Like he just seemed really fun, um, confident, big personality. Like maybe not the kind of guy you'd want to hang out with all the time, but in short bits, he seems like a fun dude. Um, and it seems like everyone kind of likes him, and he's like. Uh, he's a commanding presence. Mm. So yeah, I do think I like him. And first instinct on Crouch is that I don't like him and I pretty much continue to not like him throughout the entire bit we just read because <laughs> then he's being mean to uh, what's Weatherby. What? Winky? <laughs> Winky. He's being, yeah, he's being mean to Winky. We, he's also yeah, being Weatherby. mean to Percy calling him I, Weatherby. When he said, I was like, oh my God, but he knows his hilarious. last name. I was like, he literally, he thinks that's his name. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, you're right. Even from the first meeting, you know, he's being mean to Weatherby. <laughs> Do you think he's good at his job? Yeah, I bet he's really good at his job. Was he calling him that on purpose? I took it as he just didn't know him and yeah, yeah, just yeah. like picked a name. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. Oh, okay. I don't think he was being oh. purposely mean, but oh, it's mean okay. that he doesn't know his name. Like the guy who's pretty much like his secretary oh, yeah. or whatever. Mm. Oh yeah, that's and not okay. I son of one of his <laughs> friends too. Like not like a totally right, random right. kid, you know? True. Um, but I, I respect that he gets his job done and he's like 
seems like a hard worker. He showed up actually dressed like a muggle and dressed nice, wearing a suit, looking good. Um, but then he just does a bunch of weird things and I'm like, he just, he's mean. He just doesn't seem like a nice guy. Yeah. But I think that's what's cool about a scenario like this where we are presented with Bagman and Crouch. One, very likable. One, very not. But that doesn't mean one's good and one's bad. It could be the opposite of what we think. Um, and by the end of this stretch of chapters, we are still left in the dark. Mm. But I'm leaning towards Bagman's the bad guy. Crouch is a good guy. Very interesting. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> I love their contrast because I actually yeah. wrote down Bagman is a bit clueless and careless, you know, being around muggles. And then Crouch is stiff and crisp. <laughs> yeah. Crisp, I like it. I yep. got to share the uh, Jim K versions um, when I get there. Um, he does some great depictions of both of them. Hmm. Um, but I am telling you guys, this is one of the most fun experiences. You need to find people who don't know Harry Potter after you finish <laughs> reading these and just like force them to read it and just vicariously live through them because <laughs> this is the best experience it. ever. This <laughs> I'm so happy about this. Maybe um, uh, eventually on the website you can post a guide yes. to help people guide their I'm friends post all through my notes. the yeah, and then uh, oh, it's gonna be so fun. This podcast can spread. We'll have like twenty seasons going on at once <laughs> for all these different people vicariously <laughs> living through other people theory. who are reading Harry Potter for the first time. I think her writing gets really good in these chapters too. Yep. Um, there's one paragraph that i really love and some of it is like a little cheesy writing it's a little cliche but she says a sense of excitement rose like a palpable cloud over the campsite as the afternoon wore on by dusk the summer the still summer air itself seemed to be quivering with anticipation as darkness spread like a curtain over the thousands of waiting wizards the last vestiges of pretense disappeared the ministry seemed to have bowed to the inevitable and stopped fighting the signs of blatant magic now breaking out everywhere and then there's a really great line i love this idea so much like i love sports intros i don't know why but i mean i played sports so that's why but i love sports intros so much and i think this they do a sports intro so well everyone is waiting around these woods and then all of a sudden this happens then a deep booming gong sounded somewhere beyond the woods and at once green and red lanterns blazed into life in the trees lighting a path to the pitch I'm like, that is literally the coolest <laughs> intro to go to a game. Like, it's all of a sudden, it's all dark. And then this gong goes. And then there's these lighted paths to the pitch. And it's like, everyone just goes there. I'm <laughs> sorry, but that is, I'm nerding out about that. Yeah, I love these Quidditch so stuff. Great. So fun. You just skin right by. You're like, get out of this Quidditch crap. <laughs> no, I actually liked the game. I yeah, just yeah. missed the intro. <laughs> I listened to it twice and I still missed it. <laughs> so. Um. That the reminds last... me of like the halftime show at the Super Bowl, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like blacked out and then yeah. it's like boom, 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 and then the performers come. And just exciting things happen. Ooh, yeah. And that's the part I like about And then we get the Super Vila Bowl. and the Leprechauns. That's kind of their halftime the show, too. The Vila, I just want to know what they look like. <laughs> because I just thought of them as like all guys go dumb. I think it was hysterical. <laughs> it's like they're. At... You could really tell she's writing this to like spite her old ex boyfriend who like <laughs> yeah. was watching cheerleaders on the sideline or something like that. So funny. <laughs> There is one last point in this chapter that I want to talk about. Harry buys Ron Omnioculars. Is he super cheap for saying he won't get anything for him for Christmas? For multiple oh, he's years? He's just saying that. No, he was saying that because he Only knew to Ron, make Ron wouldn't feel yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he's still going to get Stop him stuff. Stop calling these kids bad friends and whatever. No, 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 I'm not saying he's a bad friend. I'm just saying he's cheap. 
Oh. He is pretty cheap. He but is. he was doing it on purpose. Yeah. To make Ron feel better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He still bought it. He would have been cheap if he didn't buy it. Yeah. We could share. But even <laughs> yeah. for real, why do all of them need Omniocular? Uh, it even comes up at the end off. of chapter 10. He's being cheap again, where the Weasleys go into his vault. Um, Mrs. Weasley does to pick up stuff at Diagon Alley. And he said something like, uh, I would give the Weasleys half of it, but I know they'd never take it. <laughs> Hey, like, well, you could try, try. or do something, <laughs> at least offer, but it means he never even tried. <laughs> like, come on, Harry. Just please ask them once. Hey, Weasleys, can I offer even just money to compensate you for having me in your house for a month? Yep. I let okay, me buy all the let groceries. Them ha- let them have the ability to say no. That's all mm. I'm asking, Harry. You're a millionaire. <laughs> Goodness. Um, although it. Seems like uh, Fred and George might be getting pretty rich themselves. Hey, I know. Because this is where they place the bet. Um, that one. And we haven't, we still, I still don't have a great feel for how much a galleon is worth. Um, but 37 galleons is still like a bunch yeah. of money. It's um, life savings. So yeah, they've been, they've been saving up for a while. Um, also, the fact that um, Barty Crouch speaks 150 languages weird interesting kind of feel like that's going to come up again yeah and to jump back again to fred and george i feel like when bagman commented on their wand it affirmed that they're good at this like they're genuinely making products that a guy like this is impressed by and he's he's offering them money like this is like a sale so i'm like oh man think of how well they could have done if mrs weasley didn't stop them from bringing all of their wares to this place they could be salesmen they would crush it um so like, yeah he was gonna offering be great five galleons for one like that yeah, that's insane five the, galleons? They, the twins only have like 30 galleons or whatever they have right. it's insane they their could net worth is so about to rich. shoot through the roof on this yeah so i thought that was really cool um sorry a few more things yes. that i wrote um it said that um, they organized port keys across five continents. And I was just curious then which ones were left out. Huh. Antarctica? Sure. But then what? Like who was not attending? Or maybe port keys weren't needed for one of the other countries or continents? That's interesting. That's an interesting um, idea. But I, it, it seemed odd that it was five. Maybe there's no wizards in Australia. Could be. Or they uh, boycott the games, you know, they're against it for some reason. There's probably some wizard drama we don't know about yet. Um, Different Ministry of Magic things, embargoes, you know, because the same page that we learn about that, we learn that um, carpets are defined as muggle artifacts by the registry of prescribed charmable objects. (laughs) That's a bunch of garbage. That's big broom. Lobbying to get that kind of stuff put in there because what is a broom? It is obviously also a muggle artifact. <laughs> yeah, but that was somehow brooms are listed on the. This is uh, just all laws. The in registry. General. There's some yeah. laws that are just stupid because. Yep. Yeah. It's to keep carpets out one. and get the brooms yeah. in. Yeah. Makes no sense. <laughs> yep. Um, they're putting charms on all sorts of human objects. Would you rather ride a broom or a carpet? Carpet. I Carpet like just more comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. More practical. What yeah. if it's raining? You're gonna pull up the back over yeah. your head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good point. Oh come on, you have a wand. You can like make a little umbrella. Uh, it's probably definitely true. <laughs> yeah, like, there must be a cool uh, little charm for that or spell. I mean, Hagrid's doing magic out of his umbrella wand. 
So. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting question. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask uh, some subredditors about the five continents. Which continent is being left off? Some people are commenting. They say we all know it's Africa, but we know that there are people from Africa there. Yeah, because they saw three of them with purple school. fire. Yeah, but maybe they didn't use a port key. True. Maybe they have a different mode of transportation. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Maybe one of the continents just has a different mode of transportation. Yeah. We'll just say that. Um, and like we had mentioned before, the public schools, whatever. I was just wondering. It hasn't come up yet, but is there tuition for Hogwarts? Because. It's never mentioned, but it feels like there would be. It gives all the vibes of like a very expensive private boarding school. Um, but we haven't heard anything about the money. Hmm. So I'm just curious. Yeah, but they're asked to come to Hogwarts. It's not like they're choo- the kids are choosing to go there. Like- well, ultimately they choose, but I feel like that's like similar enough to like applying for colleges you know we have to beg to get in and then they <laughs> say oh, fine we'll let you pay us a quarter mil to come over here <laughs> although speaking of ivy leagues and quarter mil tuition maybe there's just a gigantic hogwarts endowment yeah so, that's what i'm saying yeah in the wizard world anything's possible there's some filthy rich wizards and know. is the gold the leprechaun strap real i don't know I don't think so. Huh. Ron thought so. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. did, I guess. But it just, then, how could it be? That was when he said to Harry, okay, you can get him a Christmas gift now. Right. Yeah. But then I'm like, that's bribery. The team is just like throwing money around. Also, there needs to be some kind of magical thing. Like you're just spewing it out. A gold coin thrown at a very fast speed like that would kill. That would hurt. Right. So <laughs> all these people have welts over their body, <laughs> dropping them from the top of the stadium down on all these people. It's like, that's painful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what the nosebleed section gets. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That literally means yeah. your nosebleeds, black eyes. All right. Chapter eight. Give me a summary of this one. The Quidditch World Cup. That sums it up. The Quidditch World Cup. <laughs> okay. There you go. One, Bulgaria got the snitch. Yeah. There you go. Did you guys like this chapter? I did. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Jen, you didn't like it because you sent a text um, and you were okay. like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Boring. I don't know. You just don't like Quidditch chapters. Maybe. Hmm. I just don't get all the details on these matches. I'd rather skip the details of the match and get to details of detective hmm. work. So did you yeah. really love the next chapter, chapter nine, with all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really... Because I re-listened to it over and over again, and then I was like trying to... But honestly, if you ask me now, I probably forgot it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, All these questions are going to spark your memory, so you'll be good. Um, some quick questions about this Quidditch World Cup one. These, um, we'll go through these quick so we can get to chapter uh, 9 and 10. So there's one line that Winky says, Ah, sir, said Winky, shaking your head. Ah, sir, meaning no disrespect, sir, but I is not sure you did Dobby a favor, sir, when you mm-hmm. were setting him free. What do you think of house elves, and should they be set free or be paid for their work? They should be paid. <laughs> yeah. Send their servants versus slaves, right? If yeah. you're paid, mm-hmm. is that the... And then set free, but then what can they do free? That's why I thought it was really cute that Dobie's like, oh, I'm going to go into the Ministry of Magic, right? He wanted to yeah. like a job there. I was like, yeah, you do that. Yeah. You go try I guess to I still don't. I still don't know. I really can't tell. Like, I think my instinct is, yeah, they should be paid 
um, and they can do whatever they want and be autonomous like beings. But I'm just curious about the whole dynamic and why Winky like doesn't want to be free. She doesn't know anything else. I was going to say that's all she knows, right? I guess. But it, it feels like more than that. It's like not only is freedom not what she wants or she's like, I can't believe Dobby's doing that. Freedom was a threat at the end. Like she's scared. That's yeah. all she knows. You think that's it? Just she's scared. Yeah. She literally has, doesn't Ooh, know man. anything I don't know. else. It feels like more than that to me. Where like I'm like, what? well, I don't know what it would be, but it just feels like more than just scared of the unknown. But like, also maybe genuinely not being able to be out on her own because um, she's never done it. Yeah, well, like certainly, I think yes, certainly that. Been... But I just mean, is she capable of it? We haven't seen very much, and I'm curious to know how she got in this whole situation. Um. It feels like she needs some guardianship. It feels like she's like uh, like a child or something. That's what I'm saying. She's like yeah. permanently like a, a little girl's like age, I feel mm. like. And then she had probably no upbringing with some kind of parent. So mm. if you're stuck as like a child's mindset, that's mm. all you know. Never needs to be independent. I never want to go anywhere. I get everything that I need here. I just yeah. do what I, mm. I'm told. Yeah, and it seems like they're never encouraged to move past that. Yeah, well, you know, like, yeah, what would because, be, because of and, how they're perceived. Sorry, huh? I'm just curious. Do they have? Well, they must have parents. Well, like, I who's guess. their role model? I don't know. Are hmm. they snatched away from? What them? made Dobby want to be independent? Do they have to? Do the masters have to train them? Potty train them? Like <laughs> that's they would that. never. Were they always that age? Like they're born <laughs> an adult. There's, I mean, this is going to be a bleak example too, but it's like the child soldiers that people have, that countries have, where you can kind of just mm. reprogram a kid's mind mm. in yeah. terrifying ways to be able to do whatever you want them to do. Um, Munchausen syndrome is that the other? That's a different thing, right? Where you, no, I've well, heard that. That's what the what? Never mind. Just keep going. I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, check what that is. But I, I think that's. Uh, it, it's it, just an interesting question for if they know they know what's good for them or like is Dobby just the anomaly where he's just one who oh, is breathing yeah. freedom right or is he mm -hmm. the one that is the the path whatever that's called the trailblazer yeah like and that's what I don't path. know yeah yeah because most of the other like at least Winky for sure like he, Dobby almost seems well well known in the house elf world for being not good, mm. according to Winky at least. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it feels weird that people we like, like the Weasleys, are not at all bothered by house elves. The whole dynamic, you know, they're like, oh yeah, we could never afford one. I think they said that in the first or in the second book. Um, and I'm like, afford one? You buy them from who? The, these are <laughs> yeah. slaves? That's so weird. Yeah. Um, or they just come with the house or whatever. How long do they live? We don't know. Um, and then Hermione, who is, isn't used to them, is just immediately is like, this is wrong. So I think that's cool too. Um, but we, I feel like I want to learn a little more about it. Uh, maybe just because I don't like Winky at the moment. I think she was manipulated. But she also could be bad. So, What, what do you also think of just the wizarding world in general? And their relationship to house elves. So that's, I think that's the perspective I'm thinking. So you're specific to Winky is what you're talking about. Um, you maybe only bad. because we only know two house elves and they seem very opposite in some ways. Mm. Right, I'm not saying right. she's bad, but I'm just like, 
it feels like she's been doing what she was told for a long time. And the first time we see her not doing what she's supposed to, a lot of bad stuff happens. And I'm like, either Mr. Crouch knows this and he's bad, or he's got a rebellious house elf that doesn't want to be free, but wants to like terrorize a whole community. Like if she was the one who sent up the signal, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, I'm just not like, convinced on it yet like i feel bad for her she was scared of heights up in the what box. are things like, did oh, she no. do that was bad uh maybe stole harry's wand um <laughs> and cast a giant voldemort symbol in the sky yeah but i don't <laughs> i don't buy that i'm not saying yeah. i do either i yeah, they, but, they specifically said that like she was running weirdly and like at, when she was they were all yeah. like leaving like she the was tent. dragging an invisible person behind her but it was yeah. a, such a weird thing. So to me, I feel like there was some... It was but suspicious, yeah. Harry does make an explanation for that. That's probably how Dobby would run too if he was disobeying his master's command. So maybe... I mean, maybe yeah, but, Bagman's not the wrong one. Maybe Crouch is the wrong one. And we'll get to this chapter nine because we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. maybe Crouch is the wrong one. Crouch commanded her to do something else and she's like having such a fight tendency that she can't even go do something. She's like disobeying her master's order, you know? And I, I also, like again, I don't know spell. enough about these house elves or like what they do and why they do it. But I feel like if there are rules for what they do for their masters and their master's family, there's like a code that they abide by. And I feel like that code would go beyond what we've seen. Like, I'm thinking there are things they can't do. Like, they don't just blindly do whatever their master says. I feel like they're, this code might prevent them from killing people or doing certain things um not from anything we've seen but i feel like there are like guidelines there's a code they live by we don't know what it is um that keeps them all in line social pressures mm. i don't know so that's why i need to know more what fuels them and then harry says this about uh well yeah house elves well yeah we'll keep talking about house elves as we go um because uh their story doesn't end here obviously but there's another point that Harry mentions, which is a funny description of um, Mrs. Malfoy. She would have been nice looking if she hadn't been wearing a look that suggested there was a nasty smell under her nose. <laughs> I just really like the description. Um, and then the whole game commences. What do you guys think of Vila and Leprechauns? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> and then the Vilas are very distracting. Yeah. Yeah, I just pictured them as sirens. Mm. Mm. Yep. What do you mean? They were like siren, like from is that Greek mythology? No, I don't know. What, I don't know what a siren something? is. You don't know what a siren is? No, it's women that like seduce men. Really? Yeah, yeah. that was exactly what they were. But they, aren't they all the men went dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, you guys don't know? You don't? No, know? I do. Yeah, but oh, only yeah. only like a vague reference. I feel like they're in shows that I don't watch, but like. I but hear I feel them like referenced I've never watched in them. mythology I, or whatever. I mean, I don't know, I don't know mythology what exactly that well. I don't know what I know this from. It's from okay. Don't they have like the same thing? Like their teeth, like they turn. Yeah, into they're ugly. Like, yeah, the, yeah. Like but when you get close, they don't appear ugly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they sing or whatever? Yeah, they yeah. like lure. Yeah, with yeah. their voices, yep. they lure the men in, and then they're they kill them. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Gosh, it's terrifying. That's what we. So this is what I was picturing. I mean, uh, not that they're killing they're men. They're getting ready like, to jump over the ledge and go check out the villa. Well, well yeah. that's what I was thinking. I'm like, this feels like dangerous. Is this bad? I thought bad things were going down right then. Mm. I'm like, they just cast a spell on everyone and all the people are going nuts. 
And then I was like, well, Mr. Weasley's not freaking out. And some people are totally chill. Like, this is normal. Okay. All right. I guess we're just going to pretend like nothing weird happened. It didn't have any effect happened. on Mr. Weasley, though. I thought that was interesting. Mm. Mm. He's yeah. in a solid relationship. Respect, Mr. Weasley. <laughs> yeah. Can't be swayed by Very these. True. Did that earn <laughs> Did that earn him another point back? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it that did. does. It definitely <laughs> did. Yep. Or did he just not catch that? Just devotion to Molly. <laughs> What do you think the American mascot would be? If America was in the Quidditch World Cup, <laughs> what would our mascot be? Do we have magical creatures? Because I guess it has it to be magical. It would be the bald eagles. No. <laughs> it has to be magical. Though. Magical, well, magical bird. Eagle. I don't know. Oh, I saw a bald eagle today. It was cool. What? What, no about, what yeah. about the... Um... The griffin, right? Is that an American thing? Oh. I was, that's an thinking eagle. I was just thinking of an eagle. eagle head, right? Yeah, it's the eagle head, yeah. right? Hmm. That could be from we America. We could have a bunch of thunderbirds. Like causing a storm, I feel like that's kind of American. Mm. Oh, that keep thinking cool. of the planes, <laughs> the Thunderbirds. <laughs> yeah, mm. they're a cool mascot. They fly very interesting. We probably would have the planes fly over too. That's like the American mm. thing. We would have all the uh, yep. the military jets uh, flying the over the Quidditch World Cup Stadium. <laughs> what do you guys think of Victor Crumb? I don't know what to think about him yet. I kind of like him by default. Um, Everyone seems to like him. He's cool. He's good at his sport, but he seems a little awkward when he's not doing it, which is also great. I love that. <laughs> he came across as selfish to me. Oh, really? Nice. He was, a te- he was not a team player. Ooh. What do you mean? Why? They lost. He just wanted to catch the snitch for himself. Get the glory. the glory. He got the snitch. That's an interesting and then they, his team interpretation lost. of that. Oh, really? I thought that I was a given. I do think that <laughs> was a terrible strategy. <laughs> I thought I was it was mad like at him. what it Harry no was saying. Sense. That they were I'm, never going to yeah. catch up. And he's like, oh, let's just end this before. To me, it gets when I read it initially, I'm thinking of Harry's perspective too. Yeah. Like even before I remember, I remember reading this chapter for the first time and thinking of what was going on. And I was like, Ireland were flattening them. They had literally no chance of coming back. Victor Crumb was doing a mercy on the Bulgarian team. He was doing it. So when they look back on this 20 years down the line, yeah. oh, they only lost by 10 points. What a bummer. It was only 10 though. Yeah. Yeah. Because that makes no sense to me. Losing by 10, one single goal. What I was also wondering is, can the seeker play offense and try and just score for a little bit? I'm yeah. picturing hockey, you know, like you Power pull play. the goalie Speaking a little and then like they're down. They're <laughs> right. like, look, we have no chance. So you know what? Um, Who's the guy, the goalie? They don't call it a goalie. What's the name in Quidditch? Um, keeper. The keeper. Yeah, yeah, the keeper and the seeker should both lose their positions and then just go full on, try and get two goals real quick. They're vulnerable, yeah. obviously, but they would have the extra manpower. And then as soon as they get those goals, he can go back to getting the snitch. Um, I just, since there's no time limit, I felt like the game was too close. Way just too be close. Like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to get it. Call it at 20. No, too early. 30? Eh, 50 yeah, then, points okay yeah, everyone's but, getting tired whatever but that because they've too gone on early. for days and for the months? seeker the yeah, seeker months. has crashed twice the irish seeker was in bad shape yeah yeah i feel like he was destroying that point. seeker he, he just, just ended the game yep on his terms and i didn't like that that's not a team player <laughs> yeah. i was annoyed at him it didn't make any wow. sense but i was happy for fred and george so i didn't really mind well true i know but I mean, I, ireland is my team it didn't too. make sense it did not make sense from like a strategic perspective here's here's yeah, but, my perspective yeah, on this yeah. and like the golden state warriors i'm gonna we're gonna talk sports for a second the golden state warriors are, i think are one of the greatest sports dynasties what it's like sport is that basketball okay. oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness that's a lot let me know 
They had three of probably the best shooters to me in the last 20 years. Steph Curry is probably the greatest shooter of all time. Klay Thompson, probably third best shooter of all time. And Kevin Durant, just maybe top 10 shooter of all time. Unbelievable shooters on their team. No one is coming back and beating this team in certain games. Like there's a point where those three, it's like the Irish three seekers. Hmm. You can't stop these three Irish seekers. They're such in sync that it does not matter if this game went on for months. The The gap would be a thousand points. I'm like, the gap is just expanding and expanding. I know it's 10 points, but Victor Crumb, he might not be a team player because he catches up, but he knows his team so well that he knows they're not going to catch up. And mm-hmm. he just catches it at one moment to give his team some kind of dignity so they don't lose by a thousand points. And when this is in the history books, they don't look back on this game saying, oh my gosh, Bulgaria is terrible. That How did they even get on the Quidditch World Cup? Because mm-hmm. they, they couldn't stunk. be that terrible. They got to the World Cup. I know, but there's tons of teams that have gotten to like the, the normal World Cup, the soccer World Cup, that I'm like, they shouldn't have got there because they lost. Like there's an example... Yeah. And this is going to be an interesting one in history where Germany flattened Brazil a few oh, years ago yeah. in the World Cup semifinal, not the final. And there's people right now saying like Brazil shouldn't have even made it to that that far. They weren't even that good, but they were a phenomenal team. Germany just played lights out. It was just one of those rare occurrences where like everything hit for Germany and nothing hit for Brazil. So it's like in 20 years, people are going to look back on that game being like uh, Brazil didn't deserve it. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. I feel the same is true for this. In 20 years time, they're going to look back and be like, mm, Bulgaria, they were so close. Mm. Like the, to me, this is still, maybe this is going extreme, but the Quidditch World Cup is happening every four years, like the soccer World Cup. He's giving Bulgarian Bulgarians hope that they can possibly win in another year. Because if mm. it's so far, the team is going to like be demoralized. They're going to be like, we can't compete with Ireland at all. But if he catches it right now, he's like, guys, we, we only lost by 10 points. Maybe his team is going to be mad at him. Hmm. I can't believe I'm going on this long <laughs> yeah. about this. I, I was going to say, we can guy. agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> How about my view, guys? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's your view. Yeah, of course. Your Sorry. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess my whole thing was that the seeker, right? Lynch was getting going to get it first. Mm-hmm. So then they literally will not have had any points. So then Crum was like, well, if he's going to catch it, I'm going to get it first. So at least we get on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point. Because you can't think of stop that. them yeah. from getting the snitch. You just have to get it first. Like Crum is better than Lynch, but Lynch is still a world-class seeker. Yeah. He's going to get it. So unless, that would like, be embarrassing. Yeah, I know. Unless you just, you can't, I wonder how what do much you do? physical contact can you how, how can you defend against getting the, I just yeah. knock him off? But he did that, right? Like, I, I mean, Malfoy tried that when he jumped on Harry's broom. Like maybe Victor Crumb jumps on his broom and tries to distract him from getting the, the, mm-hmm. the it probably should be. I mean, Hooch was up in arms about that when, when she was having her moment over there, but hmm. Anyway, that was it. You can continue. <laughs> would you guys have wanted to go to this game? Yeah. yeah. That would have been fun. Would have been awesome. Yeah. As long as I have to go two weeks early, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. The you gotta go people. two weeks early if you got the cheap tickets. Yeah. Camping out for two <laughs> weeks. Yeah. Yeah. There is something magical about camping out for something like that, though. So you I was going to say, hey, it. we go, we that. make it a, a trip. Yeah. All yeah, of us awesome. go. You go with your friends. Yeah, all of us go. I get our tents that expand. Their and camping is <laughs> the same, so. Yeah, it's clamping. Yeah. yeah. We like clamping. Yeah. 
yeah um yeah some things are fun worth waiting for i have to say when um this is a short little story when covid we had like all the restrictions lifted i was in the middle of not having gotten my license i needed to get my license renewed and i couldn't do it online because i was traveling and i needed to rent a car so i needed to do it in a week and i couldn't do it online fast enough because they would send it in a month and so i went to the dmv and i drove there i'm like oh it's gonna be annoying i'll probably have to wait two three hours to go there i walked in the dmv and people started laughing at me and they said walk around to the back of the building there was i'm not joking they said 750 to 800 people still in line it was at the end of the day and they said in the morning there was probably close to 2,000 people waiting to see if they can get they said they only accepted 200 they said we can only service 200 Good. people so they told me they said what you can do is you can wait all night for that and i had to get my license there's nothing else that i can do so i drove home got some stuff got some food in me tried to take a quick like hour-long nap and went back at 9 p.m took a tent i was a hundredth in line i was the hundredth person in line at 9 p.m and i had to wait in my tent sitting my there around the, this whole entire building in this dark little alley after outside of this building i waited there and i slept i did like two hours of sleeping i just kind of like read i did, did some other stuff and I, I honestly think I brought Harry Potter with me. I'm not going to lie. I think that was <laughs> in one of my did. readings. And I think I brought this. <laughs> so Goblet of Fire. I have weird memories of that. But I got my uh, license at like 11 after I had to wait in line all that time. It was miserable. I remember that was stories not fun like waiting that. for. Oh. oh. <laughs> but there are some things worth waiting for that are more fun. <laughs> right. DMV is not one of those no. things. <laughs> oh, that was awful. Okay, anything else in this chapter? Anything else in chapter eight? Hmm. I would love to have those omnioculus. Yeah, that'd be cool. I feel like those might stick around in this book. Yeah. Oh, Bagman made me laugh. I wrote down this quote. Now we can't have that, said Bagman. Somebody slapped the referee. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that was like, funny to me. He's flexing and <laughs> put on his little mustache or something like that at the villa. That was great. He'd be a great common commentator. Oh, and here's another one by Mr. Weasley. And that, boys, is why you should never go for looks alone. <laughs> yeah, a great line. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Weasley. He's gaining points back. Yeah. He's Danny. gaining some for, back, for everyone sure. but Danny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. The end. Was it the end? Sorry. You're the Bulgarian good? minister was really funny to me, faking that he couldn't speak English. Yeah. yeah. So that fudge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that like was funny. Mime. That was so good. I just don't like that Harry was up in that spot, especially at the end where all of the um, omnioculars were up on the that exact spot. It felt like too much attention on Harry. And that's when I started being extra suspicious of those seats because it was all eyes on him. And there are just too many bad characters around. Yeah. But you also know Lucius Malfoy went to the seating thing. So how do you know that he didn't take Harry Potter's wand then? He definitely could have. That is a very viable thing. Anyone in that box could have easily. Yeah. Um, but in a tent city like that, I feel like could have happened a lot of different ways. And Harry legit thought he dropped it. Um, and I don't as know why learned, he Harry's said that. He literally just stuff. should have said he's lied. He, right. He should say he doesn't he said, know. I don't know. But saying how he I lost dropped it, like. You don't know what happened. It was that on your bother. I mean, you I just believed him. <laughs> I didn't even think anything outside that. Oh, I like, he was so annoyed dropping. by he that. He just knows he doesn't have it. Because um, loss is your fault. 
Mm. This is this is the next yeah. chapter, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us on our journey of Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. Text me and said uh, that I say J.K. Rowling's name wrong. He said rolling like bowling. Yeah, yeah. We all say really? rolling. Ooh, Everyone says rallying. So I say rallying. And I'm never going to be able to correct it. I was going to say whatever. It's, yep. It is. Rate and review us. Join us on our subreddit. Check us out on YouTube. R slash first time readers at first time readers. <laughs>